Good morning, good afternoon. Hello, how are you doing out there today? Wherever you are in the world today, I hope you're having a great day. It is Sunday, November the 11th, the day after Remembrance Day. I hope everybody is having a wonderful weekend as we enter into the middle of November. And before we get started, just want to let you know that you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking Google Play, Podbean, iTunes, you name it. We are there rocking and rolling, living la vida loca, having a good time. Um, A little bit of house cleaning, housekeeping before also we get uh, started. I just want to let everybody know that you can also find our other podcasts, the Adult Fitness Podcast on all your platforms as well as the Strange Tales Podcast. We've got an episode coming this week where we'll be chatting about werewolves and the history of them. It, it was a fun one to kind of do research for that one. So look for that. You might see a little bit of elevated uh, production value. We've been trying some new things and uh, hopefully you like it. So nonetheless, it is the middle of November and we're going to be chatting about something that around this time of year always kind of comes up. So we've gone through Remembrance Day, we've honored our veterans, honored the the people that gave the ultimate sacrifice for freedom, and I always find it interesting that as we go through the history of Remembrance Day throughout various decades, it seems to evolve into taking more and more... um, representation from other wars and other conflicts and the current conflicts that are going on, which I think is really, really important. Um, There was a lot of people talking about the Afghanistan war, the war that was waged for the last 20 odd years prior to last year when the U.S. and other G7 countries kind of pulled out. And there was a gentleman... I just want to touch on this before we get started on the main topic, but there was a gentleman I watched on television, on CBC radio, and he was stating how even though he and his friends have come back from war, not a lot of people really know about the struggle he went through. And the Afghanistan war and the war that was started after 9-11 has been highly contested, highly divisive. And the one part that we forget is that men and women went to war under the pretense that they were going to free civilians from tyranny. Excuse me. What ended up happening was Western countries tried to impart their own values and belief systems onto a people that didn't want them. Sure, they wanted freedom, but they didn't want freedom from the West. And unfortunately, over 20 years and trillions of dollars spent went to either the rich or the elites or to government officials or to corrupt government officials or back into the coffers of the military-industrial complex. Companies like Halliburton and um, defense contracts and Boeing and surveillance and companies. It was just a... 
It was a lot. And there are people that are still suffering today, people that lost family members, people that lost their loved ones, but people that also suffer with PTSD and issues with sensitivity to light and just even nightmares of what happened. And so I think this Remembrance Day in particular, with two major wars being fought in Ukraine and Russia, as well as Ukraine tries to defend themselves from the invasion of Russia, and the people of Israel, as well as Gaza, are battling over a decades-old conflict in that region of the world. I think it, it, it really takes time to pause to realize, have we actually learned anything? Have we gained any insight after years of war? I don't know. But anyways, uh, yeah, if you know somebody in your life that's in the military or that served, anybody that's in the police force or, you know, people that are first responders, you know, give them a shout. Let them know you care about them, right? So, so yeah, I wanted to start start off the podcast just with that. That was kind of weighing on my head a little bit. But a little bit of a lighter take as we move on to the day, today's topic. We're going to be chatting about the start of the Christmas season. And it's kind of interesting because my whole experience with the Christmas season, as far as a shopping type of season or spending money or getting together with people, didn't really start until I entered my teens. And so a little bit of backtrack here, a little bit of a little bit of history for you here. Um, my first real Christmas party that I remember was with my dad's work. My dad uh, is currently still a welder, but he was a part of the union here in Edmonton, Alberta. And because of that, every year they would throw like a Christmas party at the, um, oh my gosh, I think it was at the Butter Dome, but it, it probably wasn't, but it was, it was big to me. It was huge. And you'd go there and there was a dinner and then you'd also have gifts. And so there, you could pick a gift and my brother and I loved it and it was a lot of fun. And then once my dad got out of the union, that kind of stopped, Right. But it was, it was really cool, you know, you got dressed up and you, you went to a nice little get-together and it was different for me because most of our get-togethers that were classy like that were with the church, so it wasn't with um, anything outside of that. So we went to, went to this get-together and we each got a toy and I think, honestly, if I'm not mistaken, I still might have some of those toys. Actually, I never throw anything out and... Yeah, so it was fun. So you get introduced to what the holiday season is. And then as you get a little bit older, for those of us who are my age, you get into uh, waiting for the Sears catalog. Or for me, it was the Consumers catalog and then the Sears. And this was before Amazon. And this was before you could order things online from Walmart and Toys R Us. But you would get this catalog. It would come in the mail. And it was the only way you could see the new toys that were coming out or the new uh, gaming systems outside of that or Wizard mag- Magazine. So we would wait probably end of September, start of October there. My brother and I delivered papers for the examiner and we would have to deliver these catalogs. And obviously well, there would always be one or two extra that we would take for ourselves. And it was the funny, funnest thing ever because you'd, you'd race right to the back of the book right past all of the appliances and kitchenware and then you'd get to the toys and then from that point on you would look at all the video games and all the new stuff coming out and if there was a movie or a franchise that had released some content or 
TV shows or whatever. You'd have the A-Team or G.I. Joe or Transformers or, or Superpowers or uh, Super Friends like Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman or Turtles or um, any, any kind of aliens, for example, Robocop, Terminator. All that stuff, the figures and the play sets and the vehicles would be in, in the back of this magazine. And so you'd start to get a feeling that Christmas was also it had the religious component to it it had the component of observing um, the, the birth of the savior and if you followed that type of uh, faith then going to church and mass if you were catholic and i believe hanukkah was right around that time as well if you followed that and diwali which i believe some people are celebrating right now in november is the festival of lights so the november december and probably halfway into January is all about, you know, celebrating stuff. And until you're a little bit older, you don't realize how much commerce goes into that because also there's people purchasing gifts. There's people sending packages to family and loved ones. The amount of money that's sent through apps and, um, and bank, um, I guess I forget the name of it, but I know my dad used to send money back home to his family and it, it's it's an immense amount, and you just start to get a taste of it when you're a kid, asking you know your parents through Santa what you want for for Christmas. I still remember the Santa that I sat with at the Festival of Trees here at Edmonton, and I remember asking him for Peter Bankman, Egon Spangler, Winston Zedmore, and Ray Stantz. I wanted the Ghostbusters um, car. I wanted the firehouse. I wanted Optimus Prime as the Transformer, and I wanted all the superpowers. I got none of that, so Santa's on my shit list this year. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, it was it was an interesting time to be to be raised in a time period where all of this glut of '80s and '90s pop culture, you know, stuff was just being thrown at you, and subsequently you got all these toys, you got all this this cool stuff that you could see. And it really set the the stage for the Christmas shopping season, and it, for my generation, anyways. And so it didn't become this thing where you would focus on family and friends and getting together. You would focus on how much you spent and what you bought and what you got, and was it the the new hot thing that you wanted? And I I did a podcast episode I think last year, I think last year about the the various crazes that we see during the Christmas season. And so we're going to be having another one of those. And there was the Elmo craze, the Tickle Me Elmo back in the late 90s, mid to late 90s. There was the Cabbage Patch Doll craze, which is touched on in a couple of videos I've seen online in the 80s where people literally were throwing elbows and bows and punching each other in the face to get to the latest hot gift. And there was always something that... Right around November, you started to hear rumblings about it, and then before you know it, this is the must-have item of the season. It was usually like a toy, and there's no real rhyme or reason for it. It just would happen. And we saw that in Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with Sinbad, when they talked about when they had that kind of example of of um Power Man, and everybody had to get it. And if you didn't get it, you did, it meant that you didn't love your kid. And so we're going to be touching on a little bit of what makes the holiday season fun and also a little bit crazy. We're going to be looking at 
how you can kind of circumvent the cost of the holiday season and how you can kind of refocus and talk to your family and friends, specifically now as we're entering into November in the States. They're going to be having their um, Thanksgiving at the end of November, I think on the 24th or 25th or something like that. So now is the time to kind of reach out to family and friends and say, okay, this is what we're planning on doing this year um, based on the finances from from this year. So I think I want to touch on that first in that over the last few years prior to this year, we had a very slow and very low interest rate. So that meant money was cheap. It meant you could borrow it at a very reasonable price. Savings were down down to almost nothing for a lot of people, but you know, credit was sloshing about. And as of this year, and actually even last year, we've seen interest rates start to rise. And because of that, lending's a little bit tighter and it's a little bit harder and your money doesn't go as far as it used to. And so because of that, you're going to see a lot of people pulling back on spending and how much they buy and what sort of gifts they're going to get and, and that kind of thing. And so I found an article about that. just want to touch on it here. Uh, here. Um, let me bring it up. So let me see. Here we go. So this was written um, by CNN on October the 26th of this year. And it says, holiday shopping, uh, a credit card Christmas. Taking on shopping debt carries more risk this holiday season. So they start by saying, they start by saying the key points are, one of the big questions for retailers is, what will happen when shoppers' holidays bill, bills come due? Realtors are paying close attention to factors that influence cust- uh, consumer debt load, including rising interest rates and the re- Assumption of student loan payments. Uh, credit card delinquencies have ticked up, uh, though they are not as high as during the Great Recession. So I'll just give a little bit of a uh, take on this here, just a couple of paragraphs. So it basically says, this this article, sorry, it was written by Melissa Repco, and it was published at 7 a.m. on October 26, 2023, so right before Halloween. Basically says, shoppers are springing for holiday gifts and decorations, but bustling mall traffic full shopping bags and large halls under the Christmas tree could change and could hide a challenge, um, could create a challenge for retailers, rising credit card balances and what that might mean when the bills come due. This holiday season, shoppers who ring up purchases on credit cards will pay more interest if they carry balances from month to month. After the Federal Reserve's string of rate hikes, the cost of borrowing has climbed as credit card delinquencies, the number of people not making payments toward their balance have ticked up though the metric remains below the highs of the Great Recession. In addition, student loan payments have resumed after more than three years of a pandemic-related pause, adding to the debt that many Americans are trying to pay off. So this is um, in the States. I don't know if Canada did this with student loans, but um, shoppers making their holiday purchases on credit will do so at a time when consumers are taking on more debt and facing bigger risks from carrying a balance. Retailers will not have a clear idea of how those factors will play out until January or February said uh well, let's see senior uh, senior u.s economist for the bank of america in the first quarter the big question will be how much will delinquencies rise but um con- the american consumer has 
defied doom and gloom before and, and could do that once again. Consumers have kept shelling out fueled, uh, fueled, uh, I'm sorry, consumers have kept shelling out fueled by post-COVID, uh, let me see, revenge spending and a hunger for experiences such as tickets to Taylor Swift concerts. They are mostly surprised uh, and have sort of given Wall Street a run for their money. Already investors and realtors realtors have paid closer attention to credit card payments, and some have cited them as a concern. Macy's chief financial officer and chief operating officer, Andre Mitchell, said on a late August earnings call that the department store operator expected credit card delinquencies to tick up in a more typical uh, environment. But they have risen faster than planned. The company, which has its own branded credit cards, has seen lower revenues from those cards because of costs associated with bad uh, bad debt and related write-offs. And so that also says here that, uh, let me see, there's another article I wanted to, to touch on here that was really interesting. Um, let me see. Okay, here we go. So this one was from OregonLive.com, and this was written actually last year. And so this is kind of giving a, a, a glimpse of things to come into this year. Uh, let me see. It says here, this is published on December 12, 2022 at 11.41 a.m. Um, it does, oh, by uh, BankRate.org. So this was written by a company, but it doesn't have the name. So basically, it basically says here that this holiday season, inflation might be just as much a part of America's celebration as the gifts and the gatherings. Almost every faucet of celebrating, sorry, facet of celebrating the holiday is pricier this year. Hosting a holiday party, food costs are jumping at the fastest pace in more than 43 years. Traveling home to the loved ones, plane tickets over the past 12 months have soared by the most on record, causing some consumers to rethink their trips. Even decorations and gift wrap cost about 13% more this year than they did last year. The majority or 88% of holiday staples have gotten more expensive over the past year. According to a bank rate analysis of 40 uh, items uh, common to the season within the Department of Labor's Consumer Price Index. It means a tall task lies ahead for the two in five Americans or 40% who say inflation is going to change the way they shop according to Bankrate's holiday shopping poll. Even beyond the holiday essential, the fast, uh, the fast price burst in, uh, in four decades has been eating up Americans' purchasing power for more than over a year now, likely leaving people with less spending money heading into the holiday shopping season. Altogether, inflation is costing the average American an extra $433 per month, according to estimates from Moody's Analytics. Now, Moody's is what sets, I believe, the rates of interest and credit and stuff like that in the States. Um, they're a company that approved um, the prices for um, collateral debt obligations that were in the States that caused a lot of people uh, a lot of problems. But all that's to say that regardless of where you are in the world today, if you're going to be celebrating Christmas or some sort of get-together, you're going to be paying more money. And it kind of ties into this feeling that we've gotten away from the true meaning of Christmas. Now, regardless of if, you, if you're a Christian or if you're somebody who just celebrates the season, 
at a you know without the religious overtones it's going to cost you a lot and part of you has to wonder is it really worth the amount of money to you know get together and see family and friends and relatives is it worth it to have to go into debt into January and February and pay off what you um, purchased for family get-togethers well into the summer. One of the uh, podcasts that I like to listen to is called The Minimalist. And regardless of how people feel about their ideals on consumerism and life, they definitely have made an indelible mark on a lot of people when it comes to asking yourself the question, do you need this item? Do you need this experience? Do you need to buy this burger? Like, do you need to purchase the things that you're buying? And are you willing to pay the cost? Because the reality of it is, when you buy something, it is measured in the fact that you earned this money. Now, if you're hourly or a wage labor or you're on salary, you have to exchange some form of energy output to receive the funding back, regardless of what you do, whether it's coding or you're a janitor or you work as a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer or a personal fitness trainer. Whatever you do, you exchange goods, your you know goods or services for finance, and that funds your lifestyle, keeps the lights on, keeps the water on, and insurance on your car, and food in your stomach, and medicine in your veins, and everything else. Like it, it's a pay-to-play system. And when we have a ridiculously you know, crazy inflation rate, not as bad as the 80s, but it's still pretty rough. It, it leads us to ask ourselves, what do we really need? On average, and this is just a guesstimate, but I can, I can verify with friends and family and people that I know in my short, you know, small circle, that the majority of people working, you know, middle class or a little bit lower or upper middle class are not really in want for things. You know, you might have everything you already need to get through your daily uh, life, work, and, you know, family and stuff. And for most people, to fill up your your cupboards and closets with more junk and more stuff is not going to help you have a better holiday season or a better, you know, um, experience with family and friends. The experience you want is with the family and friends. It's not the stuff. Because that's what you're going to remember. That's what you're going to hold true to. So I think I think the first point I wanted to make was that, you know, things are getting more expensive, things are getting pricey. We got to we got to watch every dollar, every penny. But I think when you're doing that, there's a, there's an issue. And this is kind of like my next point that I want to bring up is that so much of the holiday season is being celebrated because we're coming to the end of the physical year. Everybody's trying to get into the black. We got bonuses that are coming. People want to see if their, you know, their bets on investments paid off and people want to get paid out. On top of that, people are trying to get the last bit of their um, benefits if you have a job for dental and health spending and all that kind of stuff because a lot of it doesn't always roll over. So you got a lot of people trying to get in the last bit before the end of the year and before people kind of go in that weird cruise control mode from... December 23rd till about January 7th, it's that weird two-week period where it's almost like people are just coasting, you know, unless there's an emergency or unless there's something really urgent, 
not a lot's getting done. Most of the jobs I've had that were during that time season, people were goofing off. There's a lot of holiday get-togethers. There's a lot of dinners. There's a lot of uh, things of that nature where people are trying to just relax and burn off steam and reminisce and reflect about the year past. But for a lot of people, it's going to cost more. And so I have a few tips on how you can kind of save and, you know, kind of not feel so... Not feel like you're missing out. All right? And so I think the first thing you want to touch on is to tell your family and friends, hey, this is what we're thinking of doing this year. This is what we're kind of looking at to get into. And I think November is a good time to do it because it's right after uh, Halloween. It's right after, you know, all of the, the harvest stuff is kind of going on. And if you have snow on the ground or not, people are starting to think about you know, your plans for the holidays and whatnot. So you can just reach out to family and say, look, this year was tough financially. We had a couple of repairs on the car or we had to replace an appliance or, hey, the kids needed dentures or bent, you know, or braces. And we just don't got it in the budget this year to have a big shindig. And so you can reach out to family and just, just be honest and say, look, we ain't got it this year. <laughs> I saw a great meme on Instagram that I saved, and it basically said underneath, your kids, this is what I want for Christmas, and then Prince, um, oh, on his song, oh, what is it, I got, it basically says, I got no money, and it, it goes on to, um, oh, what is this song called, um, but anyways, it's a really, it's a really funny take on the fact that, yo, I got it. I don't got it this year. And there's nothing wrong with being honest and just being open and saying, look, we had X amount of things we had to take care of this year. We're not Rockefellers here. I ain't Jay-Z. I ain't Beyonce. I ain't Oprah or Jeff Bezos or any of these people. You know, we're not rolling in dough. And to basically say, how can we help each other this Christmas and still make it meaningful, still make it fun and not feel like we're, you know, you know, Oliver Twist here and we're just living in, living in a, you know, in a, um, in a dystopian future, eating gruel and, you know, trying to fight over that last coal in the fireplace to stay warm. But just to say, okay, who would normally host Christmas this year? You can reach out to each, either side of the family and say, how about, if rather than, you know, the, the host provides the meat, so they purchase the turkey and everybody else brings something, which is normally what happens. But, you know, just in case people are unclear, you can say, okay, everyone's going to bring something. So, you know, Sally could bring this and Susan could bring this and the cousins and whatever else. And that way we're, we're coming together, bringing, bringing a meal together and everybody's contributing. I think the second thing is you could talk to extended family and say, look, um, if you got, you know, nieces and nephews and grandparents and you don't want to make them feel like you don't care about them, but you could say, okay, what are the things we can exchange rather than stuff, but experiences? I got this from a friend of mine where he said, rather than um, give more toys or more, or more gifts or things of that nature. What are some of the things you can do together? So if you are an aunt or an uncle 
and you have nieces and nephews, maybe this could be a start of you actually spending more time with them. Rather than just giving them a gift and saying the job is done, actually trying to engage with them, get to know them on a real level. doesn't matter how young or old they are. And, you know, purchase something that will that you'll be able to do together. It could be, hey, we're going to go on this fishing trip in June. End of June, you're going to take them on a fishing trip, or maybe it's it's every Friday you promise that, um, or every other Friday. Every other Friday, it's movie night. And you, you'll take the kids from your brother or sister, and hey, we're going out to a movie, give the parents a break, that kind of thing. Or, you know, here's a coupon for doing we're gonna go to a cooking class or a ceramics class or something something that you're doing together it doesn't have to be super expensive but that experience will mean way more i kid you not when i tell you my two kids they've gotten gifts from family and friends and they're appreciative of them there and grateful but they don't remember it you know it's it's not something that stays um, stays with them. They might remember a few things, like gifts and stuff, stuff theirs and everything else, but for the most part, they just remember that you were there, that you showed up, that you came to the play, you came to the, the Little League game, you came to the birthday party, you showed up at the graduation or the event. You were there. I think the third thing we could be honest with is actually looking at where we um, where we work if you have a job or where you go to school and if it's co-workers or classmates finding out ways you can all do something that isn't going to cost a lot of money if you want to get together so it could be hey let's go skating let's go sledding um, we're going to meet up at you know a coffee shop or again have a have a have a uh, a friend's miss Christmas party. Which touches on something else with if you have friends and family that don't have a lot of friends and family around, or if you have friends or coworkers that are far from home and they can't travel, you can kind of do that same thing. Kind of do a get together where people are you know coming coming for a common good. They're not they're not trying to um, share gifts but more of an experience there I think that's that's kind of important um what else what else have I seen um coupons coupons are fun I've seen a few websites out there where if you shop at say Walmart or where's what's another place um Superstore uh, what else they got out there? Shoppers Drug Mart, places like that. They have they have some pretty good deals. Every every Friday or every uh, every week, I know the Bulk Barn the place that I go to quite often. They have some pretty good deals. If you go on their website, you can download onto your phone or even print off some stuff. And you go shopping there. I know on um, Fridays or Fridays and also on the weekends, depending on how much you purchase. You know, you save 20%, 15%, but every little bit helps so you're not breaking the bank trying to trying to keep up with everything. Uh, another thing I've, I've found that I've actually taken a liking to is baking. 
So if you invite a whole group of people over, let's say you want to order four to five pizzas for a lot of people that want to, you know, party. Well, damn, I mean, with tip, with either delivery price or you picking up something, four to five pizzas could easily run you close to a hundred bucks. You know, depending on if you get extra larges and, and you get drinks and all that. Well, for the cost of a bag of flour, two packages of yeast, maybe a pack of eggs, cheese, and, and some and some squeezable pizza sauce, you could make one, two, three, four, four, even five pizzas, depending on the size of your oven, to feed enough people. And you could say, look, I'll make the dough, we've got the sauce, everything, and then we're just making our own. So everybody bring your toppings, we'll cook them up, and we're good to go. And it could cost you literally maybe like 20, 30 bucks for everything, maybe up to 40. And you're feeding everybody and everybody's kind of taking, um, taking part in it. You know, another thing is looking on your community websites to see what things are going on in your neck of the woods that isn't going to cost a lot. So, uh, there, there are some things that, that will charge you a little bit of a fee. Sometimes you can bring a can of soup or a toys, uh, something like something for the kids and it can cut your cost down for like the festival of trees or something that's free like if in your area if there's something we have uh, something called the um, candy cane lane and so along various streets in particular on the town over from where I'm at in Edmonton they have people that will light up their their whole homes and innate and beautiful um, decorations on their lawns so people will have these amazing displays along a two, three, four block radius. And that's free. You could check that out. Last year we went to a, oh, this was a, I want to I say festival, but sort of like a out in the street gathering. It was in December and it was nice. They had everything. They had music and, and fire pits and they had Elsa and Anna. They were walking around from Frozen. And so there was there was a lot of stuff. And it was free. You just parked up close to where the event was going on. And we just walked uh, like one or two blocks. And were able to have this great experience. And, and have, you know, friends and stuff there and everything else. And they had hot chocolate and all that kind of stuff. And so that was cool. And, and then there's also stuff going on with various churches. And, you know, mass and various services where you'll meet people and they might even have like food and stuff afterwards and so that's free so there's a lot of things you can do that isn't going to break the bank where you don't have to feel obligated to spend every dime you have and then and then feeling so depressed and angry when the bill shows up excuse me oh pardon me middle of january and so it kind of leads me to my I don't want to say my third point, but it's not my last point, but it definitely is something that I've found where the holiday season could be very stressful for a lot of people. The loss of loved ones over the last few years, the effects that COVID has had on our economy, and also our psyche, the fact that we 
since 2019 have seen the rise of all, all, like you know two two wars on two major fronts in very strategic parts of the world we've gone through a pandemic the backlash to the um to the mandates of that pandemic We've seen people literally and figuratively lose their minds over elections and divisiveness over race relations and LGBTQ plus rights and every everything under the sun you could think of. People have sort of been battling against on top of everything else, on top of just regular life. And I gotta say, as that takes place... The holidays could be a very blue time. People who've lost loved ones, maybe lost a job or, you know, a certain certain relationship didn't pan out, maybe you got divorced, maybe you can't have kids, or maybe, maybe you do have kids and it's just getting harder and harder to provide and to connect with people. Lord knows after the last couple of years of people living online, it's been ever increasingly more difficult to just even get people on the phone. I personally have about three or four really close friends that I, you know, could talk with upwards to an hour or more on the phone, but getting anybody else to even sit to have a conversation, it's a lot. And that can really wear on people's just ability to connect, to sit and be still in someone's presence and share what's going on. And so because of that, you have a rise in self-harm, people ending their lives and just succumbing to the, the pressure that is the holiday season. That feeling that if you don't get the right gift, if you don't have the right presentation for your home, if you don't show people that you're doing well, that you have means and that you are a-okay, that you're you're not going to fall apart because you don't have family there or friends there. And And I think... All in all, this is why it's so important to have a plan for the holiday season because you can get swept up in all of it. If you have a a fairly large or even medium-sized social circle, it can be hard to try and keep a smiling face and keep repeating the same talking points about why you may not have a husband or why you may not have any kids or what's going on with that startup and, hey, how's your mom and dad and... You know, how's your estranged sister you don't talk to anymore? Or how's, you know, how's that divorce treating you? You know, it's like the holidays can be a a minefield of small talking explosions of things you don't want to even address. And then on top of that, you'll have just the regular stuff of, you know, just the regular, degular stuff you have with family and friends that may not be detrimental or even problematic, but just annoying. And again, the ability to have people that care about you is such a blessing. But the the reality of having to answer questions about, say, your love life or your professional life that you're 
just not comfortable with, or you don't even you don't even have the answers to, and you people are asking you for your your hot takes on stuff, it can be tough. And then on top of that, you have all the other divisive things that people can get into. So the blueness of the season can be very problematic. And I think for that, we have to take real care of ourselves. So I know for myself, when we had our two kids, I told people Christmas, we were here. I wasn't going to run around to parents and in-laws and outlaws and friends and whatever. We were going to say, okay, nope. December 25th, we're in the house. If anybody wants to come over, feel free. Call first, right? You can come over after breakfast. We'd be here. The door would be open to visit. But I was not going to jump to each family member. We did that the first year we had our daughter. And what happened subsequently is we just got worn out. You cannot please everybody all the time, everywhere, all at once. You're going to have to space your time out and you're going to have to say, look, this is what we're doing. And so if we can't see you this week, we'll see you next week. Normally what, what would happen is for a lot of people is one side of the family would meet on say Christmas Eve and then you got Christmas day and then boxing day and, or even maybe the 23rd. I have a a friend that uh, her husband and her brother's wife they meet with the family oh, excuse me. they meet with the family and they just go to a Chinese restaurant if I, I think it's a Chinese restaurant or an Indian restaurant you know like a like a good Jewish family on Christmas they head to a Chinese restaurant you know and so it's a tradition and that's what they do and I have some friends who's, who've decided with their families that they're not going to exchange gifts, they're going to exchange experiences, or they're going to bring over food, or they're just going to have a big potluck, something of that nature, but they're not going to try and break the bank. They're not going to try to destroy their credit or cause unbelievable stress to what, what what's going on. They're going to just take it easy. And... You can get some kickback for this. I think this is something that uh, is, is kind of tough for people to come to grips with. Is that when you make boundaries for what your experience is going to be during the holiday season. If you're blessed to have family and friends. You can expect people to be a little bit perturbed. Because you may not be fitting into their schedule. You may not be fitting into how they want the holiday season to go. And for that, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be, you know, unprofessional about it. But you can just, I think what you can do is give a little bit of a pre prequel or preview of what you want and what you what's important to you and your family. And to be very stern about it. Just just be very just be very deliberate and say, look can reach out to, you know, grandma or dad or mom or whoever it is and say, on this day and this day, I'll be available to visit, you know, what do you want to do and really state what's, what's going to be happening. Because I've had family on my side that the day of, or the week before 
they'll ask, hey, what are you guys doing? And when you already say, hey, we've got plans for this and this, they'll get pissed because <laughs> you're not fitting them in. So if you just say beforehand, maybe if you're married or you're dating or whatever, you're just like, hey, talk to your significant other or family or friends and say, hey, this is what is important to us or me. This is what we're planning or I'm planning to do. What are you all doing? And we'll try to meet somewhere in the middle. But I want to, um, but before I go, I just want to end with this story that was probably the greatest Christmas story I'd ever heard outside of, you know, the, the birth of Christ and Santa Claus coming to town was a former co-worker of mine I'd like to still consider a friend he was stranded in Nova I believe it was New Brunswick there was a horrible storm they get a lot of those out there in the winter and this was a a squall man this was a just the winds were howling and he could not get a plane to get um, out to see his family and so it's funny because every time I mention this story to people, the guys are always like, that's the greatest thing ever. Uh, the girls are like, that's so sad, that's horrible, that's awful. But he described to me that he couldn't, he couldn't get off out of his own driveway. He was living it by himself at the time. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to be here. So if my recollection, you know, serves me right, which it probably doesn't, but we'll just say it does. For Christmas Eve, Christmas, and Boxing Day, he was snowed in. And for those three glorious days, he ate turkey legs, watched football, played video games, stayed in his pajamas with his dog, and it was just glorious. Now, for most people, depending on where you fall on the, you know, on the, what side of the fence you fall on when it comes to Christmas and get-togethers, some people might think that was the most depressing thing ever. But if you think about it, you're in your home, you're safe, you have food, you have running water, you have heat, you have your dog with you, and you are taking a real type of rest, which is so rare these days. And I think that's where I kind of want to end it. It's not necessarily about the hustle and the bustle. It sure as hell ain't about buying gifts for anybody. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be repackaging my kids' gifts. Because stuff they haven't played with <laughs> in over two years. They don't know. They don't even care. You know? Um, it's not about. It's not going to be about gorging yourself. Even though that's fun of, you know, work parties and staff parties and church parties and all that kind of stuff. Getting wrapped up in the quote-unquote holiday season. But I would challenge anybody to just literally tell your friends and family, Hey, let's get together. Everybody brings something. There's no expectation for gifts or fancy dressing up and spending ridiculous amounts of money, but just literally just show up and we'll talk, hang out. Because I, I feel like if your only time of getting together with friends and family is during the holiday season, can you really call them your friends and family? If the only time you actually connect with people is in due part to when, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's getting close to Christmas. What kind of, what kind of, that's, that's not a relationship. You just have people you see out of guilt. And you see out of, you know, some weird obligation to not, um, get labeled as a dick because you don't see people more than once a year. 
And so I think that that's where I kind of want to leave it. It's like a challenge to not only myself, but to other people out there to be like, hey, let's, let's try to have community all throughout the year. I know I, I've been bad for it because you get wrapped up in the, the schedule of children and, and school and, uh, and, and taking care of stuff and everything else, but I'd much rather have get-togethers with friends and family you know, every other Friday and we don't see each other for Christmas, then we don't see each other 11 and a half months out of the year. And then for Christmas or the holiday season, oh, now we got to see each other. Oh my gosh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be crazy. We got to get together. It's just, it's priorities, right? And I, I definitely feel that's something that I, as well as a lot of people out there are kind of looking towards thinking, yeah, we really need to kind of switch this up because Again, if I'm just hanging out and just getting together with people once a year, or that's the only time we're connecting, I think we kind of need to switch it up a little. So, but anyways, hopefully this this um, this episode has given you some some insight giving you a little bit of tricks of the trade so when you are out there moving and grooving in the holiday season you you know just remember like take some time out be still let go of the expectations let's let go of the insane ideals of what you think christmas should be and literally stop take a breath and look to enjoy your time with family and friends rather than dreading it and turning it into a ball of stress and anxiety and aggravation. So yeah, until next time, thank you for listening. Like I said before, you can find the marketplace of ideas podcast, wherever you get your podcast from Google play, to Podbean, to iTunes. I mean, we're everywhere you can get us. And, and yeah, hopefully we added a little bit of uh, something Something fun to your day. So until next time, take care, keep your head on a swivel, and be good to one another out there. Peace.